Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of Wonderfilled Week. I am your host, Caitlin Corey. On today's episode, I welcome America's sweethearts. That's right, my parents, Patty and Jay Hurley. They are here today to give us tips for a lasting marriage. Hi, Daddy-o. Hello, baby. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. I figured you had many things you can talk about, and you may have to be a repeat guest, but for the first time, I thought we'd talk about love. Sounds good. Okay, so I'm having you and Mom on today for tips and secrets to a lasting marriage. So let's begin at the beginning. How did you and Mom meet? Well, my earliest recollection is uh, we used to hang on a street corner in Owen Fort Street in South Boston, and uh, Mom's good friend, they lived uh, right near Owen Fourth. I lived a, about a two blocks away. But my first recollection of seeing Mom was at the on the street corner. And to this day, we still argue. I used to wear a, like a windbreaker. So it was like September, October, just started back in school. And uh, so I had a windbreaker on and it had an American flag on the, on the left side of the front of the coat. Mom always remembered the coat, but claimed that my name was on the sleeve, and it wasn't. We always argued about that, because my name was not on the sleeve. I never had a coat with my name on the sleeve. And uh, so that was my first recollection of seeing her. She was, she was a freshman at South Boston High School, but they were, South Boston High at that time was so crowded that they were going to the L Street, they called it the L Street Annex, was actually where the woman's L is. They went to school there for a whole year. And uh, the freshmen in South Boston High went to the L Street Annex. So they weren't in the same physical building that we were on G Street. So uh, I didn't know her. I knew I knew uh, Ann. I knew Ann and Ellen. I knew, you know, a few other people. But that was basically the beginning. That was the, uh, you know, organically, that's where, the, that's where this all began. Like, my friends and I knew each other since we were younger. That was all guys. And we knew the girls that from around that neighborhood. But Mom lived about five or six blocks away, which is a, might as well be five or six miles in South Boston because pretty much every street corner was inhabited by kids. So everyone laid a claim to their street corner. Ours was Owen, O Street at East 4th. So the first time I remember seeing it was up Owen 4th and then people introduce you and, and whatnot. And, and uh, you always know someone in the family. I, I didn't know, I didn't know uh, Uncle Jack or Uncle Bobby, but I knew of them. I had, I had friends that knew them. So, you know, that's how everyone got introduced. This is so-and-so, you know, you know, you must know her brothers, uh, you know, so Jack and Bobby were a little older than me. And, uh, you know, but they were well-known guys around Saudi and, uh, so that's how it all starts. So that was the first time I remember seeing mom, but that was 1970. So stop and think about that. She was like 15 years old and, uh, you know, I mean, we were just so young. I look and I think about it. It's just, it's how crazy, how young we were because so, so the next six years, we were just friends. So we were friends hanging on a street corner with a bunch of other people, probably about two dozen uh, girls and guys, but we were just friends for the next six years. And, uh, you know, mom had boyfriends, I had girlfriends and it was like, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of strange, but that was our friendship developed long before long before uh you know long before we were a, a couple so that was that was really that was really helpful because you know we knew each other real well 
we knew each other's uh, ways, and you know, we were just good friends. And then it, it evolved from being good friends. Around 1976, my dad was very sick. I was really down in the dumps, and at that point, when I met her, I was in high school. By the time we started going out, I was iron working. I was working on buildings, high-rise buildings in downtown Boston. So, uh, you know, I was working on a job in downtown and uh, my dad got real sick. I was working on the Federal Reserve Bank right at South Station. My dad got real sick and he ended up dying in uh, May of, of 1976. And so around April, I was really down the dumps and I used to talk to mom about it all the time. And she knew how bummed out I was. And that's when I saw the other side of her, how sympathetic she was and what a great person she was. And she was just so... Like I say, we were friends for six years, and we knew everything about each other. We were just good friends, and uh, it was a weird thing. But we, we became very close. When my dad got sick, and she was there for me, and she listened. To, she listened to me. Uh, you know, she listened to me uh, commiserate about how bummed out I was about my dad. He got sick in like around Christmas, and he was gone within six or eight months. Mm. And it was it was just so quick, and he was so he was so young. I was only. Uh, Seventy-six. So I was twenty. I was twenty, twenty-one years old, and and uh, when I saw how how like warm and sympathetic mom was, and how how she really, as a friend, just really helped me. It just it got us closer. And uh, next thing you know, we were, I, it was funny. I had a friend of mine was getting married, and uh, I, I I wasn't going out with anyone, and uh, so I, I was just. I was just looking for someone to go to the wedding with me. You know, I got it. I got a, uh, an invitation to the wedding, and it was, you know, Jay and guests. So I was just sitting on the street corner one night, and I actually asked one of Mum's girlfriends if she wanted to go to a wedding, and it was just like his friends, you know. Yeah. And uh, the rest is history. Mum and I ended up going to the wedding together, and we've been together ever since. Oh, so that's yeah. how, that's how you knew she was the one when you saw the other side oh, yeah. of her. She was so. She was so. Uh, so honest and so uh, sympathetic and just a real friend do anything for you and I just saw the another side of it you know you don't see that when you're hanging on a street corner everyone's got a facade mm-hmm. everyone's like puts up fronts everyone's tough and they don't let anyone inside their facade and, you know the girls talk amongst the girls the guys talk amongst the guys you can't get sympathy out of guys they're too busy you know what I mean yeah. so you know there's a very strong connection uh, we bought a we bought a house in 1981, October 1st, 1981, mm-hmm. and uh, so mom moved back in with her mother for about ten months, and I moved back in with my mother for about eight or nine months, and uh, I, I I I tore tore the house apart, just started from scratch, built the whole house up, and uh, my mother was very skeptical about what I was doing. My mother and I had a love hate relationship. She was the smartest woman I ever met, but. She was really, t- you know, I was, I was brutal. I was a brutal kid. I was always getting in trouble. And uh, <laughs> she, she just thought I was taking in way more than I could handle. So she told me I was a knucklehead. And she goes, you don't even know what you're doing. And blah, blah, blah. And the crazy part was, by the time I had the house done, her house went on fire. And she ended up moving in with us. Wow. So she ended up moving in with us in 1982. We were getting ready to have, have John. It was like, mom was probably three or four months pregnant. And how long we were you married at this point? Uh, we, were ma- we got married in August 31st of 1979. Okay. So now it's 82. So we've married three years. 
two or three years, two and a half years, whatever it is. It, 82, yeah, this is 82. So we bought the house when we married two years. We moved in when we were basically married three. And then mom, mom got pregnant with John. And and uh, we were living back in the house. The house was brand new. Now we're in the house. And it's like six, eight, nine months later. And the house is gorgeous. It's all done over. Floor to ceiling. All the floors are sanded. All the, the tiles down. All the bathrooms are done. The kitchen's got a, We had a brand new showpiece kitchen. And it was gorgeous. And... Uh, and uh, my mother had nowhere to live. So I said, why don't you move in with us? Because they were fixing her house up. It was didn't burn down. It, it, it got a lot of fire damage or water damage. So she moved in with us and walked mom through her first pregnancy. So uh, it was really a, it was really quite a bond, you know. But how did the dynamic family? change by you being pretty much newlyweds two, three years in, having your first baby and your mom moves in? Did that change the dynamic oh, with you and mom? Not at all. Not at all. It was it was great. It was great for mom because I worked I worked all crazy you know, I worked all crazy hours. We used to we might work weekends, we'd work late at night and whatnot and uh, you know, it was just mom could come home from work every day and, and my mother would be here waiting for her and they were so close. They they got along so well. It was just, you know, it was, it was someone to talk to and someone to talk, you know, knew what it was like to have babies and things like that so they could talk on that level. So it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat looking back on it. Yeah, that's a, a lot pretty, of people have pretty interesting yeah. dynamic for being, you know, newlywed and expecting your first child. But not everyone would handle that as gracefully, but it's well, nice that they had such a nice relationship. Oh, yeah, they were, they, they were, they were thick as Steve's. It was like they got along wonderful. My mother and I used to argue all the time, and you know, all my life I spent arguing with my mother. It was like because I never did anything right, but <laughs> I was, I was, I got a lot of, I did a lot of crazy things when I was a kid, and I used to drive my mother crazy. Then when my dad was sick and things like that, I just, I had to tone it down. So this was, a, this was a great way to uh, pay her back for everything she did for me. You know, yeah. I mean, you heard all the stories about my mother. She was so smart. She had a, she was setting her ways and it was pretty funny. I mean, she had this rule that that I invoked on you guys when you got older, which was everyone had to be in the house at a certain at a specific time. Mm-hmm. So my mother had that rule for me, and it kept me out of a lot of extra trouble I could have got myself <laughs> into. You know, I was out iron working and I was married, and and and, and but I had to use my mother's house to sleep. So I'd be out with my buddies, and it'd be like eleven o'clock at night. I said, I gotta go home and check in with my mother. They'd all start laughing. So they'd drive me home. I'd, I'd go in the front door. My, I'd go up to the second floor. I'd go in the door. My mother's bedroom was right in the, right opposite the front door of the house on the second floor. I'd open the door. I'd say, hey, mom, what's up? She'd what are you up to? What are you doing? Let me look at you. Come here. And I, she'd give me the once over. I said, I'm fine, mom. I'm going to bed. And I'd go in my bedroom. I had a beautiful bedroom looking down at the, uh, looking down at the uh, bandstand in Marine Park. And, and I, I'd go in the room. I'd stuff pillows under the under under my uh, spread. I'd open the window and I'd climb on onto the little porch that was outside my window, and then I'd slide back down the pole, the column that held up the porch. I'd slide down there to the to the railing on the front porch, and I'd jump on the railing onto the stairs, and I'd walk up the street, and my buddies would be there, and I'd jump back in the car and I'd leave. So that was all right. So now we'd go out till two, three, four in the morning. Now I come back home, and uh. I could sit on a weekend. I'd come back home, and uh, I'd have to climb back up the pole, <laughs> over the over the uh, over the gutter, in the window, and uh, you know it was insane. It was insane. And and 
But my buddies all respected me because that was I was doing that before I was married. I was doing that after I was married, but living there. My mother said, I can't sleep if I know you are out in the street. And I said, I understand it, Mom. I said, I'm, I'm trying to have fun with my buddies, you know? I says, you know. And she, so finally I just stopped arguing about it, and I just, I'd come home and I'd go back up. I'd come home and I'd go back out. And she, so a lot of times, sometimes I wouldn't get home till like 4 or 5 in the morning, and, and, and uh, we'd, be, we'd be out raising, raising hell somewhere, and, 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 uh, and, and I'd climb back up. I'd climb up over the thing, over the railing, into the room. I'd slide the window open. I'd get under the covers. But one day, I get home at like 4 or 5 in the morning, and she, she knocked on the door at like 7.30. And I was like, yeah? And she goes, I'm making breakfast. Would you like something? <laughs> and she opened. I says, no, I'm all set, Ma. She opens the door, and she goes, this room stinks. It smells like a brewery. <laughs> she goes, what are you doing? I said, I don't know, Ma. I've been sleeping all night. You know, I just come in. I just come in. The room stuck a beer. And I don't know. Who knows? But I did it. I did go home and let her see me. So I did go home, let her see me, and uh, I always, my friends always found out respectful, and they always understood what I was doing. You yeah, know? it's definitely a sign of respect because you wanted her to be yeah. able to sleep well. How did your relationship with mom change after you had kids? Well, you can no longer be, or were you still the carefree person going out, or, or could you not be anymore? Well, you know, you know where it changed for me mostly uh, when John was born, and, and four years later when you were born. The uh, I started seeing my mortality in my work. In other words, I in my mind I always dreamed I'd be up in the iron working and nothing. That's the greatest job in the whole world. You know, putting up high rise buildings, putting cranes up, things like that. It was very, very challenging work, but it kept you in great shape. And uh, where it changed me was once you have a baby, you start seeing your mortality and you, you see guys get hurt. You see guys fall, you see guys get killed and you start thinking, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta do something a little different here. I gotta, you know, I gotta, you know, so I started, I wasn't, I wasn't as, you know, I wasn't as, uh, as enthralled with the work once I started having kids. Cause you know, you'd realize, you know, how, how important, how important your role was of providing for your family. So it was, it was different. And, and then when you have one kid, it's different. Then when you have two, it's a lot of pressure. And then mom was always a stay at home mom until you guys went to school. So we were burdened with, I was working in, in an occupation where you were never guaranteed a full week's pay. And mom was only working one night a week at the dentist while you, you and John were kids until you got to, until both of you got to school, mom just worked part time and she worked at night and stuff. So, my working and my getting steady work and I am working, you, 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 you held hostage by the wind, the rain, the snow, uh, un- periods of unemployment when there's just no work around. So it's, it's, it's very difficult. And, um, so then as things worked out, uh, you know, John was born and f- four years later you were born. Well then before Brian, before Brian was born, cause Brian wasn't born until 93. Before Brian was born, I got the opportunity to be a full-time union rep. So I spent 20 years out in the iron. That's what I really loved. But I got the opportunity to be a full-time, to be a, to be a full-time uh, iron working rep. You were in the first grade. John was in about the fifth grade. And all of a sudden, Mom was going to be able to go back to work full-time. I had a full-time job. I had a steady paycheck, first time in our lives. And I also had a car with a gas card. 
They paid all the insurance for me, so we had two cars. So we had everything in the world going for us. So we went from living off the money I made iron working and the money mum made part-time. And then we also, we, we, we went through a lot of strikes in the union where, you know, we'd be shut down because we'd be on strike looking for better contracts. So we went through, we went through a lot of tough times. And, uh, but they were always, I always had a saying with mum, we always had a saying, she'd say, what are we going to do? And I'd say, I'd say, someday we're going to look back and laugh about all this. And she'd, she'd always say, when? When are we going to look back? And well, in 93, everything turned the corner. I went back to, I went to work full time. I no longer worked up in the eye and hanging off the eye and hanging off cranes and stuff. I went to work full time. But the crazy part was mom was getting, mom was getting ready to go back to work full time. Then she found out she was pregnant with Brian. So another six years we went where mom worked part time and but at least now we had a steady paycheck on my end and my my check was getting a little more each year and i was going up with the contracts and you know and again we had a second car and was, everything was sweet and uh so it was after from 93 on it was a lot easier it was a lot easier you remember all the trips i used to go on all the traveling i used to do i used to take you on the trips remember yeah lots of good remember memories you? Yeah, we went out to Carmel, remember? Oh, yeah. I liked, I liked when we went to Washington, D.C., and we walked up and down yeah. the streets talking about presidential oh, yeah. history. <laughs> that was my yeah, favorite. Yeah, some good days, yeah. Yeah. We, went down. we used to take you down the Cape. Oh, yeah. You, you like getting out of school. John never liked getting out of school. <laughs> that makes remember sense. I wanted, remember I was working nights when I was still working on the field, and I, wanted to, I got laid off, and I said... Why don't we take the kids to uh, the, uh, water, the amusement park? It was, I forget what it was called, but it's Six Flags now. I forget what it was called back then. And you were all gung-ho. Yeah, let's do that. And John's <laughs> like, i got to go to school. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> still very at, much our personalities. I looked, at, I looked at Mom and I said, who wants to go to school when they're a kid? But John's like that. Now I see it in his son, his oldest son. Oh, yeah. He's the same way. He's a little bookworm. and It's, it's funny. John wanted to go to school. Jack wants to go to school. You didn't want to go to school. Michael doesn't want to go to school. <laughs> it's a second child syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I we went through all that too, you know. But yeah, it was. How does how does it change? It's just way more responsibility. It's uh, but it brings you closer to you. You're watching. You're watching. You know, it's a whole different mindset. Right. You know, I remember when when Brian was first born. You know, you were you and John were established, and you you guys were moving along and you know doing great and stuff and i'd come home from work and i'd, I'd say to mom let's go let's go get something to eat and she and she'd point in the bedroom and say did you forget about him <laughs> so yeah because it was like you're out of you know, practice it was such an, it was such an age difference mm -hmm. you know but then you you guys were like more like parents to brian a, a big like really big big brother big sister but it was almost like surrogate parents right really, you know because he so he had the best of all worlds you know, or the worst. He'd get, he'd get it from everybody. Oh, yeah. He had four but parents. Did, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a sense of response. It's a different level of responsibility, you know. And then it's what about a, for you and mom, though, through all of this? It must have been so stressful at times when you're out of work and you're getting rained out of work and all the different circumstances. Did that affect no, your relationship with mom? Never, never ever, ever. She's, she's the most level-headed person I ever met. She's the calmest person I ever met she's she always kept things in, in check and uh because what you got to remember is you take the good with the bad there was times i wasn't working 
But when I was working, there was times where I was working seven days a week and 12 hours a day, and, and I wouldn't be home at all. And, and, and she took all the good with the bad. It was, it was the only low point I can remember. The only down, time I really saw her get down, we were on strike for seven weeks back in 1991. And I was still working out in the field, and uh, I was still working on the iron. And I was the president of the union. And we were on strike, and, and uh, things were really grim. There was no money. So we were on strike for about seven weeks, and uh, Mom had $149 in cash. And uh, she she used to take her wedding ring and her diamond ring off and put them in a, put them in a little envelope when she worked at the dentist so she didn't get any chemicals on them. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, she, she had $149 in cash, and she, and, and she had her rings and stuff. And we had the, I don't know if you remember the minivan. We had a minivan and we were dropping John off because John was just starting to show all his basketball skills. He was, it was 91. So he was, so he was about, he was about seven or eight years old. And uh, we were dropping him off the time in school. You were in the back, you were in the car seat and we were dropping John off the time in school. I remember so John, this. Mom, mom left her pocketbook on the floor underneath underneath your feet mm-hmm. so john jumped out of the van we had the sliding door on the side he kicked mom's pocketbook out of the car so mom and i dropped him off we said we'll be back together we're gonna go get some food so we had 150 bucks to buy food and when we got to the supermarket she couldn't find her bag mm-hmm. so we came we came back her wallet was gone her wedding band her diamond ring and 149 dollars in cash so we found everything except the money, the rings. We, like they, they took the, they didn't take the credit cards. They, they could have done a lot worse. So it was just a bunch of young kids up around the time at school, and they, they took the cash, and they took the rings, and we never saw them again. Mm. But uh, she was so upset. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean, uh, that's when I used to tell her someday we're gonna laugh about all this, and she, she, she's the one that kept, she's the one that kept the brave face on. Yeah. She's really good at that. She's unbelievable. Yeah, but I mean, it's all, we owe everything to her. I mean, she was the one that always kept me in line and kept, you know, t- kept track of money. Well, aside from having different. aside from having kids and the stress of that and the life change, you guys also went through a lot of loss during your marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it was, it was rough right from the beginning. Like I say, it started, I mean, we got together because my dad passed in 76, but then we got married in 79. Mom's dad passed away right before we got married, about a year before we got married in 78. He went through a lengthy sickness, and that was very sad. And then, uh, you know, then we got married. But then with your, your aunts, I mean, you remember you remember one of your aunts dying on your, it was that the 18th birthday, right? Yeah, 19th. Eileen? When yeah. Eileen? 19th, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember we went down to see her. We went down to see her with Newport at college. And uh, you were coming home the following week for Thanksgiving, and next thing you know, you were... We drove all the way back home from Newport, which is about 75 miles. And uh, next day, you know, I had to send John all the way back down to get you. So mm-hmm. you go to the hospital. And so that started, it was, it was terrible. I mean, um, Bobby's wife, Betty Ann, passed away. Mom's sister-in-law. And then uh, Katie, Eileen, Ma. Yeah. To give the people a background, my mom lost all yeah. three of her sisters before they were 50. Yeah. And it was in a pretty short period of time. Yeah. And so that was like a, a lot of back to back to back, along with some other family members as well. And so, how did you guys weather those storms? Because mom was really obviously in such well, a state. The, the worst one, naturally, the worst one was when when your grandmother died. You know, Stella died. That was mom and you know, mom and uh, 
her mother were just like you and mum, very close and just always joined at the hip. And, uh, you know, mum took, mum went out with her every Saturday night. That was a standing, that was a standing uh, date. You know, I, uh, you know, Saturday nights was my night to, to pay for all the things I did during the week. I had to stay in with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Torture. <laughs> but at least I didn't do to you what I did to my brothers my brother and sisters, when I was a kid, I'd, I'd, I'd tell them we're going to play hide and seek. And they'd say, I'm not being in. I said, no, I'll be it. I'd send them to go hide and I'd go out. Oh, my God. Start playing ball. And I'd come back like an hour later and I'd say, here I come. <laughs> That's <laughs> and great. They were, they'd be ripping the house apart. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was, at least I wasn't that mean. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, so the losses, I, I think mom can put that in more perspective than me. It was just. For me, it was so heartbreaking to watch, you know, right. it was just, I mean, I had my sister, Ellen, she died in like, you know, several years ago, but Ellen was, that was another thing that, you know, my sister, Ellen, Aunt Ellen, she, she was the one that kept the family together and kept everyone tight because she'd be in our house every third weekend. Right. You know? Yeah. And, uh. I think of all the last we had with Ellen. Oh yeah, you know? those are the best. I mean, she she was funny, you know. Yeah. And uh, that, that was a real Ellen being special needs. It was a, it was a, something like a glue that held the whole family together. Right. And that was, to, in my mind, that was that was like crucial. Mary Lou did more than anyone, but Billy and his family, us and our family, we you know everyone always welcomed Ellen. Yeah. And that was my that was my mother's. Uh, that was that was my mother's biggest fear was what would happen to Ellen. But mom made sure that was never a problem as far as you know on your end what you needed to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mom's been pretty patient because I don't think every woman would be so open to having their mother-in-law live with them, to you know have their special needs sister-in-law live with them every third weekend. And mom just sort of loved it all. She was the opposite. Some people might well, be that might be deal breakers for other people. You know, everything worked out. Everything worked out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's what families are all about. You gotta, you gotta rally around the, you know, the person that needs the help. Absolutely. And you know, and I mean, that's just the way we were brought up, and it's the way you guys were brought up, and you know, we, we sacrifice for, for each other, and uh, that's, that's what it's all about. What is your relationship like now? Now that your kids are grown up and out of the house, and you guys are back to being those kids on the corner again, alone. Well. As you know, you have four, three nephews and a niece, and, and it's and, and they live six miles away. So mom, mom uh, helps out a lot with, with John and John and Mary with the kids, and uh, and uh, you know we do different things, and and, and uh, so it's it's kind of it's weird. You know our house; it was a two our house was a two family house. 115-year-old two-family house, and we turned it into a single way back when you and John were kids. So we had more bedroom space, and uh, and it's still a we still live in it now. It's just like a, it's almost like a. I look at it as a big giant condo. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Mom, mom has her space. I have my space. You know what it's like here. I mean, sometimes you know, mom likes mom loves the second floor. I love the first floor, the man cave, and. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes she'll call me on the phone. Sometimes I'll call her on the phone rather than go over and you get older, you can't hear anymore. And, and, uh, and, and uh, I'll call her on the phone and say, yeah, you want to watch a movie? <laughs> That's so cute. It's, it's, you know, it's great, but I mean. It's kind of cute, oh, yeah. though, to watch you guys now because it's kind of like you're dating again. 
Like you go yeah. out to eat together, oh, yeah. you do different activities together, and it's Wait. really nice to see. But that's what you learn is, is it isn't it isn't about going to the fancy restaurant. We had dinner last night at Amron's. Yeah. So how many times have you been to Amron's? Oh yeah, a million. So do you think that throughout your whole friendship and then marriage and now, do you think friendship has been the key with you and mom, like the underlying? Yes. No, I think that I I think the real key, and this is like, this is in anything you do in life. The real key is honesty. Mm. And mom knows, uh, mom knows, uh, you know, I mean, you, you just can't lie to each other. It's, uh, you know, I have a saying, I know, you know, I have m- many sayings, mm. but I have a new one. You probably, I don't think you've ever heard this one. It's realize, 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 real lies. Mm. So it's, you just say it three times and it's spelled three different ways. Oh yeah. But, I like that one. But if you put it all together, it makes sense. But honesty, honesty is without honesty, you have nothing without honesty and then uh, you know what I still gotta you know with me it's always been I, I've always been like a you know crazy guy and just grew up in the streets of Southie and it's just always a crazy guy I always had to work on my you know losing my temper with you know I spent this morning trying to square away a problem I have with my insurance and uh, it's like you know I can't stand uh can't stand being put on hold and it's, I just go crazy and mom just laughs at me and she says she tells me I do that all day in work she goes I have to call insurance companies all day for the dentist <laughs> and I'm saying listen to the song they don't even change the song and I have it on speakerphone and uh, she's laughing and saying you have no patience and I'm like it's <laughs> terrible it's terrible I'm always in a hurry to get nowhere okay I have a few questions because I asked mom these in advance so I want to see if your answers are the same where was your first date it sounds like you said a wedding no, no, the wedding was, the first time it was kind of like informal. We, uh, we went with a bunch of friends to see a movie. What movie did you see? Because I asked her that too. What was the first movie you saw together? Lipstick. Oh, that's what she that said. Called. But she said yeah, your first lipstick. date was to a christening. Yeah, could have been. I mean, I, <laughs> you, you didn't know you were forging a trail back then. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, we were just friends over and above everything. We were friends. So. You can't be friends with someone from 70 to 76, then start going together in 76 till today. And, and, and just, you can't just bifurcate the two. Your life is your life. Right. And, uh, so it all, it all kind of blends in, mm. you know, it all blends in, you know, it's all kind of, especially as you get older, it just all kind of melds together. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it is what it is, but it, you know, I, I remember like to me, that was, I can tell you the date. It was April 15th. That's the date. That's the date I used because we went to the show. We went to the show, but we went with a bunch of friends, but we sat together. Okay. And then on the, and then on the way home, whoever was driving, you know, um, I might even be driving. I, you know, I always had cars, but uh, I ended up, you know, taking mom home and, you know, walking home, but driving home or whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. But again, we were kind of did it. It wasn't like a formal date. Right. You know, we went to the show, then we come back and we hung out in the corner and, you know, I had to work. I had to work the next day. And, and uh, so I just drove her home and dropped her off. And uh, honestly, I don't really, you know, I don't really. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, she'll, she remembers things better than me. Who said I love but, you uh, first? Oh, probably me. Mm, that's what she said, too. <laughs> yeah, probably me. Okay, what do you think I'm she said to me. this one? Who's the neater one? Definitely her. Yeah, she said Definitely. that, too. Who's oh, the yeah. Who's the better cook? Me. 
Yeah, she said that. Yeah. And what do you think mom's favorite thing about you is? Wow. Uh, I'm so level-headed. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, said, uh, she said your generosity. Generosity, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, she I'm said terrible. I could, if I won a million dollars, I'd be broken a week. <laughs> I'd give it all away. You know how I am. Yeah. I'd give anyone anything. It's like, I don't... One thing, you you talk about the, the tough times when we didn't have money. For us, it wasn't about money. And I just was telling you, we went to Amrines last night. We can afford to go to any restaurant in the world. We can go to any fancy place we want. Mm-hmm. And we still go to Amrines. We still go to Venezia's. We still go to, you know, we go to the local places. And yeah. Once in, a, once in a great while, we go to, you know, a seaport restaurant. But it's like... It's just, they're just overpriced and, and you can get the same thing yeah. at the it, local places. It just matters more but, who you're with. But you know, I mean, you know, generosity. I, mean, I represent the workers all my life. So yeah. I mean, no, nobody takes care of the workers more than me. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I go I, I go to, I still go to Amrines and people still ask for you and remember working with you down there. And, uh, you know, so I got to take care of all the girls down there. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Take care of my friends. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They always ask for you. Uh, well, I'll finish Joey with this. What is your favorite thing about mom? Uh, her kindness. Mm. Just her kindness and her uh, her kindness and her her, uh, her her love for her love for her family. Yeah. It's just she's such a great example, and it's like, I mean, she's just she's scary, like scary protective. Yeah. If anyone, if anyone messes with anyone in their family. She's a mama bear. And, uh, oh, yeah, big time. And she's a very calm, very calm person. But if you cross, if somebody hurts one of her kids, or like uh, Michael got pushed by a kid in school yesterday, and mom wanted to go over and find a kid. She's going to fight I'm a like, four-year-old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, will you? You know? That's and, great. Uh, she's like, Mike, yeah, Michael says, Michael said, uh, Nana, Nina? You're not gonna like this. <laughs> a, a, a kid pushed me in school, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> she's gonna she lose goes, her Let's mind. Let's go find him. Yeah. Oh yeah. But she's she's the best. That's I mean, just great. The kindest. She's the. I, I you you've seen me give some of my speeches, but I've, I've had the occasion to give a lot of speeches in my life because of the positions I held in the union and in the community and stuff. And and I always I always uh, I always prop mom up because she's the one that deserves all the credit. Because I couldn't have accomplished anything without her backing me and, and, and without her uh, her love and her support. And no matter what I wanted to do from coming home one night and saying, I'd like to take a bike and pedal across country. And I had two kids at home, age seven and uh, age seven and three. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I said, I want to pedal a bike across country. She goes, go for it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. And I did, you know. And, and uh, how, how many people would allow that? Walk on a bike trip for, for uh, six weeks. And pedal from LA to Boston, and uh, not many people would allow that. But that's the trust. That's the inherent trust we have with each other. It's, most of her vacations she takes are, are without me because she likes traveling with her girlfriends, and I hate traveling because I, all I did was travel when I was working. Yeah, I was always traveling somewhere, and I—that's what drove me out of. I, I had no problem working. I loved. I still love doing the work, but I hated getting on planes. I hated it. I'm so glad I retired because I don't have to get on planes anymore. I've only been on, I've, I've only been on two trips, and I've been retired over two years. I went to LA to see you and Brian and Ryan, and I went to uh, Seattle 
took two weeks in Seattle just to just to unwind. <laughs> She's the best. She's just an amazing person. Yeah. Most most amazing person I've ever met. Yeah. All around everything. She's she's a great employee. She's a great mother. A great wife. A great friend. I mean, everyone depends on her so much. Just a wonderful person. And how long have you guys been married? Be 41 years in August. Wow, that's beautiful. So 41 plus 3, so they've been together like 44 years. That's amazing. April 15th, which is your cousin Billy's birthday, Mm -hmm. it'll be be 44 years together. Wow, that's beautiful. And then we knew each other... We knew each other for six before that. We hung around together, so that's 50 years we're working on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Most of your life. Yeah, it's crazy. 50 years. All right, uh, Dad. Well, I think I'm going to give Mom her turn now. All right. Thanks so much for doing this. You were officially the first man on Wonderfilled Week. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Dad. Thanks so much. Love you. Hi, Mommy. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. A little nervous, but I'm good. I just got off the phone with your hubby. Oh, boy. He had a lot of nice things to say about you. Oh, that's good. I'll pay him later. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give you the answers to the questions you asked in advance. Um, he agreed with most, but he said that your first date, he said he took you to a wedding. Oh, okay. When you okay. were still kind of like friends. Oh. Do you remember that? Story. I do. That's actually a very funny story. Okay, tell me. He um, he actually asked someone else to go to this wedding. Oh yeah, he did say that, him. but then he kind of yeah. he kind of glossed over it. So what's the real deets? Okay, I'll tell you the real deal. Okay. Um, well, first off, let me start by saying I was crazy mad about him. Okay. And um, he was invited to this wedding, and he didn't go with anybody. So he asked one of my friends to go, and she said, "Yeah, just being a friend, sure, I'll go." Open bar wedding, big Italian wedding. Yeah, yeah sure. Sounds fun. No brainer. So anyways, fast forward. Um, Dad and I started kind of dating. And I called my girlfriend. I said, hey, look it. <laughs> About that wedding, you're not going. <laughs> she said, oh, I know. I know. You're out. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And so I went the wedding. And the rest, as they say. Is history. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so he said that you guys were friends for six years before you ever started dating, and that you guys yeah. had different, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends, but you guys had a good friendship. But did you yeah, always have a crush on him, or how? Did... Always. 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 Oh wow. Always. Now, do you think? Because he was explaining sort of like how different wherever you lived, you kind of hung on that corner, and we you did. you weren't really on your corner though. You were on Ann and Ellen's, and yes, so true. do you think that they're sort of to thank? Were you meeting him and hanging with him? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Be- um, we hung in a corner called Owen Fourth, and that's what everyone did back in the 70s. They hung on corners with different groups of... And if you met somebody, you'd say, come out the corner. Come out the corner and um, hang out. Yeah. And that's what we did. And that's when I met, you know, my friend Danny, um, who lived near there. Yeah. And we did. So, yes, I would say yes. Yeah. And the whole time you were hanging for the six years, and he th- he's thinking you guys are friends, you were really having a crush. Absolutely. And then he said that, uh, tell me if this is, you know, the same experience for you. He said that when his dad was sick, and he would confide in you as a friend and chat with you, that's how he sort of saw, like, another side to you, because... Yeah. Do you think that was sort yeah. of the time, too, that you guys turned the corner? 
from friends into a relationship? Absolutely. Because I remember, um, actually, um, it was a sad time for him. His dad um, was very sick and and he passed away. And so, of course, all of us at the corner went to the wake and everything and went back to his mom's house after, as you do, after a wake, an Irish wake. Um, And it was that night um, he actually walked me home and we sat outside my house till like four in the morning oh, and I told wow. my mom listen I'm on the stairs talking to Jay and she knew because we were thick as thieves yeah that's what he said don't bother me don't call me <laughs> I'm outside and, and don't make said, me gotcha. come in yeah and she said gotcha so Aww. she knew yeah you would do that for me too absolutely absolutely <laughs> that's really cute I can go on and tell you that Ryan Caitlin story. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't spill all the tea. We can't. I won't. I won't. Okay, so I was talking to Dad, too, about he was saying how um, when you first got married, his mom moved in because her house had a fire. And I was saying, and Dad seemed to think that it was just, like, no big deal. And I said, well, Dad, not everyone would just, like, kind of go for that. Their mother-in-law moving in, that's kind of like, they make movies about that. Like, it's kind of an ongoing joke. Right. And I said, so, was that an obstacle? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, let me ask Mom, because, you know, that's that's hard, being newlyweds and having, you know, you're expecting your first child and your mother-in-law moves in. So what was that experience like? Right. Yeah. Well, it was really, um, it was really kind of cool because she, she was cool. She was, she was a great, great woman. She really was. I really loved her. And, uh, she thought I was the best thing that happened to Jay. Well, that's what she used to say. But mm-hmm. Jay would say, you know, she's lying. Oh I my God. But she was just really cool. And she told me a lot of family stories that Jay didn't even know. And a couple of times I'd say to him, that, no, that isn't how it happened. Right. And mom told me. So, we bonded, and it was good, and I was pregnant, so I couldn't go out much, so it was good. It really, it really wasn't bad, and, and those stories about mother-in-laws or monsters-in-laws, I'm, I'm going to put an end to that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you're a great mother-in-law, I know, to Ryan and Mary, yeah. so. Uh, well, I try. Yeah. I, I learned from the best. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then what about, he was saying, too, how when, you know, his work would be very inconsistent and sometimes he'd be out of work or he'd be unemployed or the weather or strikes, whatever the case may be. And there was probably times that money was tight. And so had it, and you had little kids. And so that's obviously very stressful and that could be enough to break people up. So how did you guys sort of weather those storms? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we never knew that money was tight when it was, you know what I mean? We never lived above our means. I mean, mm-hmm. we always had food. We always had enough money to pay our bills. Yeah, maybe we didn't, you know, have these big fancy things or go to big fancy restaurants, but we we had it all. Yeah. And we didn't know, and it, and it was fine, you know, and, you know, we, we did what we had to do. And that and wasn't really your priority. Your priority was just being together, right, and family. Exactly, and then, yeah. you know, my mom was up the street, and she made dinners all the time and I brought them home. So it was, you know, she always cooked for six kids, even though she didn't have six kids at home. So there was always piles of food to take home. And you know what I mean? We always had enough. Yeah. We always had a roof over our head. And so, you know, I never, I never even thought of it that way. I mean, yeah, it was probably tight. Things are a little better now and you know, that's great. But you know, you guys have really good priorities. Yeah. I mean, money, and my mother taught me that a long time ago, you know, money is, Money isn't everything. No. Yeah. You teach me that too. Yeah. That's so great. 
And then how did your relationship change after having kids? Because you were friends for a long time and then you were dating and then you were married and then you had this whole new responsibility of having kids. So how did that change your, your relationship with dad? Okay. Um, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, your relationship does change after you have kids because you realize that, um, you know, it's all about them now. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not about you anymore ever again. Yeah. And it's a constant worry, but it's, you you put your best foot forward and you try to teach them the right thing. and, And hopefully you taught them and gave them enough tools to go on their own and, and, and do the right thing and, you know, try to teach them that, you know, behave as if your boss is standing over you. Yeah. Behave like, you know. Just try to instill the good values in us. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I think we did that and tried to do that. And did we add a lot of stress? Did we add a lot of stress? And a parent is stressful, you know. Yeah. And you can make it a lot more stressful if you, you hop on the, the little things. So... You know, I try not to sweat the small stuff. Yeah, and that's kids good are kids. Kids are going to do things. But in the big picture, everything was cool. Yeah, I like that. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> what about the time John kicked the purse out of the car? Dad and I were talking about oh, that. Yeah, that was a that was a rough time. Yeah, Dad said but that hey, was I probably... I got a bigger diamond. I'm putting a positive spin on this. What? I got a bigger diamond. <laughs> yeah, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. And I hope whoever found the money... And found my rings, they needed it more than I did, so let it go. Oh, that's a really good mentality. And then what about now? Now that your kids are grown and out of the house, what's your relationship now? Is it like back being the kids on the corner again, going on dates? or? Um, definitely back out on dates, but definitely going to movies and dinners. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And pedicures, but don't tell and, anyone yeah. that dad gets pedicures. <laughs> <laughs> He's very comfortable in his own skin. Oh, good. He's not afraid to say it. Okay, good. He just wishes he did it 30 years ago. I know. He's missing out. I'm trying to tell Ryan to to get one, too. Oh, yeah. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Yeah. What advice would you give to newlyweds? Mm. Okay. Um, Just setting out on this journey. They have it all ahead of them. All the stress, the ups and downs. What would you tell them? Um, I'd say to cherish every day together. Yeah. You know, have fun, make cool memories. Because um, those are the stories you tell, you know, you share with your kids. Yeah. So just love every day and just enjoy every day. Yeah. And just um, and, and be good friends. And Yeah, it seems like friendship is the main thing in you and dad's relationship. Yeah. Because you started yeah. off as friends and, you know, you've been through everything and now you're kind of like just friends again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. And you always tell me these are the good old days. These are the good old days. Yeah, so that's a good advice for newlyweds too. Enjoy them because these are the, the good old days. Even though um, you'll have ups and downs for sure. Stress. Yeah, well that's what makes it. That's, yeah. what, that's what makes you stronger. Yeah, because dad and I were talking about all the loss. And you know, just like the, you know, the ups and downs with the jobs. And mm-hmm. just a ton of loss in both families, especially yours. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure those times was very stressful and very down yeah it was but um you know you try to again put a positive spin on it um you know of course at the time and you're down and um you think it's the end of the world but time heals yes i know that's an old saying but it's true and uh i i really do put a positive spin on it and um you know i even shared this with uh, ryan's cousin 
um, Katie, that um, I have angels now yeah. watching over me. Yeah. You told Katie and Meg, I think, both of them, right? I did. Yeah. I did, yes. Just uh, know that they're by your side. And, and trust me, I call on them all yeah. the time. I mean, they, they're going to kill me when I get up there, but yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I do reach out to them all the time. When I'm feeling stress come over me and I get overwhelmed, I'm like, all right, listen, angels, I need you. I need you in the room. Yeah. And I need you to give me the right words. Mm-hmm. And I need you. And I call on them. And uh, I do. It, 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 it makes me... Uh, it makes me feel good. Yeah, makes you feel a little yeah. bit better about it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is your? So I told I was I told Dad that I asked you all those questions in advance. Um, mm-hmm. Where was the first date? You said uh, christening. He said uh, the wedding. So and he said it's kind of like a gray area when you're getting from that part of like being friends to moving to the next level. Right, so it kind of yeah. all blends together. Yeah, but he See, admit- my first date was way before his in my head. In your mind, yeah, <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah. You were treating everything like a date. That's right. Yeah, and he said that he he agreed that he said I love you first. Um, I would I would hope to think that he did. Yeah, he the, he admitted yeah, he admitted being romantic that I wished I was. Yeah, was yeah, and he agreed. He said it was him. He okay. said that you're the neater one. Um. Well, he's he's very neat, but what takes me an hour takes him four. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm very organized, yeah. as you are. Yeah, I got it from my mama. He he said that he's the better cook, which I think you agreed to that. Um, he's definitely a better cook. He's a funky cook. I'm a healthy cook. Yeah. There's a difference. True. So, the difference is, is when we were little, you would have it just whipped up quickly, and he would use every pot in the house, and dinner would every be at midnight. Pot. Yes, yes. That's the difference, but it would be worth the wait. Yeah, every spice, every plate, everything. Uh, He got it right that the first movie was lipstick. You guys both agreed on that. And then um, he agreed that... And I know that, and I know that, and I'll tell you why I know that, because I kept a diary back in the day. Oh, And I remember drawing a pair of lips, first movie, lipstick. So that sticks in my head. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So you weren't going to forget that one? No way. No way. And then I asked him what he thought your favorite thing about him was, and he, he didn't really know. He joked that he was level-headed, which we know that wasn't it. Yeah, that's and, not it. And I said, no, she finds you to be very generous. And he said, oh, yeah, if I was a millionaire, I'd be broke next week because I'd give it all oh, away. <laughs> tomorrow. Not next week. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. great. And then I asked him, um, what's your favorite thing about mom? And he just couldn't go on more. He said, you're the kindest person he's ever met. Most patient, and he just you could just tell he just loves everything about you. He said, We couldn't have done it all without you, and he's right. Finally, got into his head. (laughs) It only took well, we did the math. You've been married for 41. Listen to him about dates. I couldn't tell you dates, all I know is you know. Yeah, and besides, he's aging you because how could you be twenty one but be ma- but be exactly. married for forty one? Dates don't even go by any of those dates that he said. Well, the thing that was really uh-huh. sweet is that he said you've been together for f- married for forty one, together for forty four, and then friends for six. So you guys are like just about fifty years together. Imagine. But how can that be when you're twenty one? How can that be? That'll never work. Yeah, that'll work in my books. This <laughs> math is not in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, don't don't listen to the dates. He doesn't know. Yeah. He's 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 getting a little old. <laughs> he's losing it a bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's so funny because um you know, my friends tease me 
um, there was a sitcom back in the 70s. It was called um, Gidget and um, she had a boyfriend who she called Moondoggy and they were like just gaga over each other. So to this day, like my friends will call me and they're like, you know, where are you and Moondoggy going tonight? Aww. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's just something that we laugh about. It's but, really cute. Yeah. And I love too how you always tease your friends like, oh, my man's calling. I got to go. I'm hanging with my man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know how many stuff, things I got uh, whipped at me? Because yeah. They love throwing stuff at me. Oh, my gosh. It's so but, great. Yeah. But it is what it is. But I really admire your relationship. And I really, Ryan and I have been married for eight years. And I hope to one day be approaching 50 like you guys. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I always remember some advice that my mother gave me right before I got married. And um, what she said to me the night before was that um, a marriage is 50-50. And, uh, you know, no secrets. You know, be honest. That's what dad and said. Don't take every, yeah, and don't um, take everything on yourself. Yeah. Everything's 50-50. So I, I try to live by that. You know, I, I try to, um, you know. Be equal. Be honest and be equal and, you know, and never embarrass them. That's another. Um, yeah, that's a big one, I think. Mother. Yeah. Yeah, never embarrass them. Never. And I can remember my mother saying that to me that, you know, I never wanted to embarrass my man. I never wanted to embarrass my husband. Yeah. It's not cool. And I, I, I hear, you know, wives put their guys down and stuff. And, and I just look and like, and then they're like a fool and they're with them. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I always got that. And I got that at a very young age. And I think that, you know, really helped. But. And I hope I never embarrassed him. I, I certainly never tried. But No, I'm sure you and never I, did. And I just believe that honesty and, and no secrets and 50-50 and is, is, is what does it. I like the 50-50 too because... I think a lot of times, like the, especially when you got married, it was probably like very gender roles. Like women were supposed to do X, Y, and Z, and husbands were supposed mm -hmm. to do A, B, and C. Yeah. But I think that you guys were never really like that. You're more like, we're in this together, we're a team. Yeah. I think that's a better approach and a little bit more yeah. practical and more progressive. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Because, absolutely. you know, I know in my household, I'm not doing all the domestic stuff or anything like that. It's definitely a shared load. And oh, I think no, that's better. You guys are great. Yeah, I wasn't going to conform to that, but I think it's because you didn't. And so I learned from you because you guys were a team. So that yeah. seems like the best. And I like that about being honest. Dad said the same thing. I said, Dad, is friendship the key? And he said, no, honesty is the key. Yeah. You just can't I be lying to each other, and then you can't keep track of the lies, and then there's no trust. And if there's no trust, then that's it. Exactly. And you'll always, you, you'll always remember the truth. You'll never remember a lie. Yeah. So one lie leads to another to leads to another, and... You know, I could never live like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd have a knot in my stomach. What did I say? And what not? Yeah, no. I always that. say that. I get such a pit. I don't like to do that yeah, either. It's, it's, yeah. The truth will set you free. Yeah. That's what I tell the kids. Oh, my gosh. I got, it. I got everything from you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Dad was great. He was giving us a little bit of the history about, um, you know, his mom moved in and then always having Ellen every third weekend and... You know, you guys went through a lot of stuff, but it seems like you were always very easygoing with it and kind of going with the flow. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. You have to do what you got to you, you do things in life that you have to do. Yeah. You know, and um, you just try to make the best of it and do the best you can. And, yeah. And uh, everything, everything will take care of itself, you know? Yeah. Good things, good, you know, do good things, good things will happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. I think your mentality, the more I talk to you, I think this. I think you actually invented Wonderfield Week, and I'm just bringing it to life because you taught me all this way of 
Don't sweat no, the small I, stuff. I, I, um, I, I read Jerry Wonderfield every day. And, and those um, little captions that you put up yeah. hit, you know, hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, they, they hit home and I'm like, that's so true. Um, that's so true. And every day it's, it's, it's better and better. And, you know, that's a great... It's a great thing that you're doing because it's, it really puts the positive spin on everything. And, and that's what I live about. You know, that's what I, you know. Yeah, that's I your mantra. To, yeah, for sure. I really, I really do. You know, positive, positive, positive. Yeah. But you get to a certain age where you don't want any negativity in your life. Mm-hmm. You're done. You're done with it. You know, you live with it. You, you know, you cope with it. You know, but as you get older, you're like, nope, I'm done. That's out. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. No and time so for toxic. Those, reading, yeah. Reading those... um positive um quotes every day really sets my day up sets the tone oh i'm so glad i love it it. oh thanks mom i love you i love you too you're the best (laughs) well this is great and so i just hope that everyone listening can just realize that there it you know you can have a lasting marriage and it's not always going to be perfect and you might have mother-in-laws living with you and you might have sisters-in-law living with you. You might have your kids move back in with you with their kids. And you might have ups and downs and struggles and times might be hard and money might be tight. But if you're friends and if you're honest and if you choose your battles and don't sweat the small stuff, then you can definitely make it to 50 years like my parents. That's right. Yeah. All right. I love you, Mama. All right. I love you, too. Thanks for doing Thanks. this. It was fun. I love right. you. I love you. Bye.